Good morning, my friends, and welcome back to Agape's podcast on the book of Psalms. My apologies on Thursdays, which I wasn't able to do the podcast because I was on leave. But today we are going to continue with Psalm 119, and we are currently on verses 97 to 104. So if you have your Bible with you, you might want to turn to that, Psalm 119, verses 97 to 104. Let us read the word of God. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the aged, for I keep your precepts. I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your word. I do not turn aside from your rules, for you have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. And this is the word of the Lord for us. Thanks be to God indeed. Let us pray. Dear Lord, as we come to your precious word today, give us your grace to listen and also the strength to obey. We ask of you to help us to develop a heart for your word like the psalmist, who so delight in your commandments, who so delight in your commandments that he always seek to live in your way. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's do a reflection on what we have just read. The psalmist exclaimed that he loved the law of God. And one of the reasons for such a love is that he discovered that the word of God gives more wisdom and understanding than any kind of teaching or word given by the best teachers. And he said, my teachers in the world. So what he gathered from the word of God gives even more wisdom than his very own teachers. And the psalmist said that such wisdom and understanding, they were not only good for listening or for knowledge, but more actually for living a life of purity. And this life of purity leads to true joy and peace, which I believe a lot of us are actually seeking. The psalmist then claimed that it was only through such wisdom gleaned from the word of God that enabled him to actually hold back his feet from every evil way. It was only through such an understanding that he did not turn aside from the rules of God, which leads to righteousness. And on this, the psalmist gave the imagery that the word is like a honey to his mouth. When he's being consumed through daily reflections, it nourishes him, it sweetens the soul. And with a soul so saturated by the very word of God, he naturally hates what God hates and loves what he loves. And that is what godly wisdom leads to, a life of purity and obedience to do the will of God. 
Furthermore, it was only because the psalmist meditate on God's word day and night that he was able to recall them when he faced his enemies. Verse 98 says, Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me. One can only have the word of God ever with us if we meditate on it regularly. One can only have the word of God ever ready on our lips when we need it if we dwell on it consistently. One can only find strength in memory of the word of God if he or she should face such difficulties that calls for wisdom and strength. Now, how do we relate to what we have just reflected upon? Now, I believe most of us, we know that the Word of God gives wisdom. It gives wisdom to lead a life of purity, of joy and peace in Christ, right? In God. Yet very few might be able to proclaim to love the Word of God and at the same time, to such an extent, where we meditate on it day and night. Just like the psalmist. Now, why is this so? Why is it that a good thing, in fact, a most excellent thing, like the very word of God, is being consistently shunned and avoided? Perhaps it has to do with our constant struggle, with the temptation to go back to where we once were, even as we've been saved and purified by the blood of Christ or in our constant struggle to get distracted by the things of this world. I mean, the evil one definitely do not want us to go back, or to go near, rather, God's word at all. For if we have a read of the word of God, we will discover the lies and the deceptions that Satan is always trying to plant in our hearts. So the evil one constantly tempts us to move away from the word, and we could be just giving in to such urgings instead of moving with the promptings of the Holy Spirit to do the right thing. Perhaps for some of us, it's to do with our maturity in faith. We have yet to fully trust that God's Word is the main diet for our soul. And so we seek other things in life to fill up or distract our sense of boredom, our sense of loneliness, our sense of sadness or even anger. Or perhaps it has to do with the overarching excuse that we lead busy lives. We tell ourselves or sometimes we even tell others that we are so busy with work and family that we have no time for the Bible. Yet if what uh, Sami said is true, that the word gives wisdom way above what the world gives, then isn't it the case that all the more we need the word to help us with our busy lives? And not just to help, but to cover all areas of our lives so that we are able to do things, to do all things through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Or perhaps it has to do with uh, the lack of a community where we can study the Word of God together, where we can keep each other accountable to have the Word to be our guiding light in whatever we do. And the fact is that we need one another 
really, in order to build up a regular devotional life. And I believe that for the Samis, he had his group of spiritual friends to journey together in the faith. Because back then, community is already a very big thing. But whatever is the situation we're in right now, my friends, we all come to one thing. And that is we will have to make a choice. We will have to make the choice on whether we decide to give our full trust to God and therefore His Word. We have to make the choice to devote ourselves to gather wisdom from the Word so that we can lead a God-pleasing life with such wisdom. My friends, if you are thinking of making such a choice right now, or maybe later, upon deeper reflections and prayer, I'd like to invite you to Agape's Bible Reading Movement, which will start in January next year. As a church, we will be going through a two-year Bible reading program instead of the very common one year. And I thought that the main advantage of a two-year plan is that it allows more in-depth reading on fewer passages. And apart from the Bible reading movement of the plan, the pulpit schedule will follow that of the reading plan. This means that on a typical Sunday, right, when the reading is on Genesis 1-1, for example, to 2-3, the sermon will be based on that passage. And exceptions will only be made for special Sundays, such as Agape's anniversary or when we have Laity Sunday. We will also be having written devotions based on the reading for the day. And this will be written by a team of contributors, including the pastors, and it will be pushed out to participants of the Bible reading movement from Monday to Saturday. And the whole objective of this is to provide a guide for you to reflect and to relate to the word that you have just read. And in time to come, I hope that Worshippers like yourself will also be able to write your own devotions, if not already. And on top of this, there will be events to support the movement, such as a Bible reading seminars, Bible journaling seminars, as well as a year-end Bible quiz. So my friends, if you are already getting motivated hearing all this, so I encourage you to look out for even more details during the Sunday services, or through our Agape Methodist Church website. We welcome everyone to join us, no matter if you are worshipping in Agape or not. Therefore, to bring this to a close, let us be reminded that the Word of God can give us wisdom. This surpasses all kinds of intelligence and wisdom offered by this world. And only through meditating on the Word of God that we can seek to live through such wisdom from above. And in this way, we learn how to hate what God hates and loves what He loves. And we put all of these things into practice. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your strength and your joy to go through this time of devotion. Convict our hearts and gives us grace to place your word as a priority in our lives, just as the psalmist did. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Amen.